You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. A Jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you can. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 with the SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. I thought you'd get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I debate begin. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. New week, new topic. The Los Cuatro Chinetes are once again in the studio. Uh, we're here to talk about whatever we want to talk about. It is uh, post Independence Day, July Fourth weekend. Uh, obviously, you know, with everything going on in the United States, maybe it's tough for you to kind of get into the patriotic mood. I know it is for me, uh, but obviously, you know, we'll get into that in a little bit. But first and foremost, Grinch, how are you doing? Proud Bay American. Where at least I know my civil liberties are being eroded away slowly but surely, and I won't forget <laughs> the shitty rulings by the Supreme Court, and I'll stand up and say fuck Trump. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> have you considered giving up your day job? I'm telling I have you, many times. you have. Good. <laughs> Don't take up singing, but feel free to give I'm up your day job. I'm in a rap battle with Eminem. I oh, think he can. Uh, he, he can hold he his own. He can hold his own. Uh, uh, gentlemen, how's everybody doing? Not, sans Grinch. Sans Grinch. He already did oh. his. I'm proud of being well. American. Yeah. Proud of being American. Yeah. Uh, all right. American. Well, then, I expected then songs. Let's, let, let's jump into our very Americanized drinks and see what everybody's drinking today. All right. Mac, what about you? What um, you so I, you know, in standard American fashion, I went with a, a mixer um, so I could be lazy. Nice. Um, and I uh, just made a Mai Tai. Uh, so I had the mixer, you know, the Mai Tai mixer and just poured a little bit of rum into it. And uh, paired it with some plantain chips. Oh, nice. So, very American. Uh, very like American, it. right? Are you chasing We're, it with a Budweiser too? Absolutely. I think Max Max still still hanging on to the Los Cuatro Yenetes. Los Yenetes. That's right. That's right. My, uh, my career as a coyote. My <laughs> time. Retirement plan. My time. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, Haas, what about you, brother? What are you drinking today? It's hot. It is hot. Oh, that's it's hot. Here. Course, it's hot. Okay. Yeah. So in I here. Went, uh, yeah. No, sir. Take off all yeah. your clothes. <laughs> oh. well, he already <laughs> did. Oh, there you go. With your <laughs> he, is, he is alone in the flat. That's right. Assless <laughs> chaps. Yeah. I mean, don't. That's what I should have done, right? I should. I should have just been like. Here. There you go. All right. Now you look like Bert Kreischer. <laughs> Kreischer. <laughs> Doc machine. That's right. That's right. No, I'm good. I just need a white claw, you know, and uh, and you're well, saying what it? Yeah, and and and, and, and uh, was it the plunge the plunge bath that he likes to take every day? Mm-hmm. All right. So what are you drinking? I'm sorry, it's hot. A bourbon stone is. sour. Yeah, yeah. You've done this. The, You've done this before. Yeah. I love I love this drink when it's hot out. Yeah. I thought you liked gin when it was hot out. I do. I've I already. Thought, had, yeah, I thought it would have been. A I had I had three while I was watching the the F1 race. Uh, so you just you decided bourbon stone sour was the way to go. That's right. I did. Look, you've done it multiple times on the show. It's a win yep. for you. It clearly. is a win. It's a win. Right. I'm a fan. Uh, all right, Grinchinator. 
your Americanized badass uh, self? Yeah. What red, uh, white, and blue concoction are you drinking? I am drinking the Hemingway daiquiri, also known as the El Doble, I believe, because he would frequently order doubles. But uh, he, uh, the story goes, novelist stopped in the Havana's El Floridita bar, not far from the hotel where he lived for much of the 30s. Then he, he ordered a drink and I'll well, skip ahead. The bartender ended up coming up with a drink for him um, and he would serve it in a glass with a paper towel and like a rubber band around it. So he wouldn't, you know, like the condensation, it wouldn't slip out of his hand. And uh, he was known to put down a number of them, uh, but it's white rum, uh, maraschino liqueur, lime juice, grapefruit juice and you garnish with a lime wheel i didn't garnish with the lime wheel but uh but yeah slap ass couldn't even get a lime wheel all right well all i'm seeing is paper towel you could be drinking water for all the fuck we know but that's, that's okay true. That's true. that is that is smart smart play mm-hmm. uh and this is called the what the doble it's called uh the hemingway daiquiri or oh. the el, el doble el, el doble okay gotcha my dad would appreciate that he's a big hemingway fan so there you go it's a good drink the Hemingway Daiquiri. All right. I have to look that one up. Give it a shot. Uh, all right. So since you're coming from south of the border in Cuba, I too went with something along those lines. We I, It's been done before by me and I, I'm pretty sure other people, but I went with the Cuba Libre. So I went with the Don Papa rum, extra, extra Don Papa rum for me today. Uh, a little splash of fresh lime juice and then a Coca-Cola and then garnish it with a lime wedge. And that's what I am having a little Cuba Libre. So uh, before we jump into our topic, as always, gentlemen, cheers. Los Cuatro Ginetes. Glad cheers. everybody's here. Happy to see you. Cheers. Uh, take a big old pull of that and uh, proud to be an American. Um, oh, I meant, I'm sorry. I'm actually just drinking a Bud Light and I'm slamming as many down my nah, throat as I possibly nah, can. Nah, Is that guys. from a Red Solo cup? <laughs> yes. He's got a 357 on his hip and he's drinking Budweiser. In a Coors, <laughs> chase it with the Coors. The cold and, is the mountains. <laughs> I picture you in a sleeveless shirt that says it. "America, back That's to back right. world champs." That's, That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into our topic. Uh, look, we are coming off July Fourth weekend. This was one of those things with with obviously the news cycle of late, kind of brings pause to the table when you think about where the state of America is right now. So I thought this might be something we should talk about in terms of kind of where we are in America, in terms of the greatest country in the world, some of the steps that have been taken. And we won't we won't go into the things that the Supreme Court's done that my own state here in Florida is continuing to do to just run roughshod over people. Um, but I thought, you know, again, three of us living here in the States, one of us outside the country, kind of where we are in terms of how we feel in terms of patriotism toward our country uh, with kind of the state of where things are at and it can go in any direction, kind of free flowing stream of consciousness. There's nothing hard and fast. that says we have to stick to any one topic, uh, around this, but I was just curious where everybody's at right now as we're coming off the July 4th weekend and just get everybody's opinion. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Who would like to start Mac? I'm sorry. Um, let me start with you. I don't want to get too far down the road. Uh, a pre pre-starting the podcast, you made a comment about America. And I'd like to know for our yeah, listeners I mean, what know, that I've comment this, was. Yeah, I've had this discussion with uh, with Little Mac before, you know. Um, actually, most recently off of the heels of the uh, the Roe versus Wade uh, reversal. And again, we, you know, we've, we've talked about that. We won't go into that in detail. But, you know, the 
the comment was, you know, well, I'm going to move to England. Well, that's fine. You know, if you want to move to England, go for it. This is not the reason to do, right? You know, stay here, stand up and, you know, get involved. Make, you know, be the change you want to see in, in this country. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, everybody says, you know, it used to be, you know, America's the greatest country in the world. Um, and, and I think I still agree with that to some, to some extent. I think America is definitely one of the greatest countries in the world still. I don't know that we can say it's the greatest country. You're walking that one you back know, a little bit. Because <laughs> that's not what you said. <laughs> what did I say? You said America is the greatest country in the world. That's what you said. Now I said it's I, one look, of the greatest countries in no, the world. No, you now. actually, it's, it, it was actually recorded. We can go back and listen to it. You said America is the greatest country in the world. I know what I said because I said what I said. <laughs> Why are you telling me what I said? I know what I said. I, said I know what I said. I'm the one that said it. <laughs> Sorry, continue. You don't fucking like it. Go live in North Korea. <laughs> go live in Pakistan. You mean if I don't like what you said, go live in North Korea? That too. <laughs> or if I don't agree with the statement, America is the greatest country. Yes. Look, you said that. And for some reason, and I don't know why, it 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 rubbed me the wrong way. And, and mainly because why is that? rubbed you the wrong way. <laughs> Occasionally. Uh, why is that our go-to? America is the greatest country in the world. If you don't like it, go live in North Korea. Why is it the extreme? Because Haas is living outside the country, and I guarantee you, he is quite happy where he's living. There because are 206 countries in this see world. Anything else? I know, but why did we then go? If you don't like it, go live in North Korea. It's like, why? Why that? Why not? Hey, go live in Austria. Hey, go live in France. Hey, go live in a more progressive country that doesn't have their heads so far up their fucking ass, right? But we go, go live in North Korea. Why do we do that? Oh, this is what we can mute ourselves. <laughs> Fine. Go, I'm being censored. See, now you know what it's like to live in, <laughs> in America. Country. You get censored in this country. So no, is I, it, look. No, so that's I, a great point, right? Yeah, I, I and I get what you're saying. That is the that is the go to for Americans to say, "Well, you don't like it, fucking leave." Right. Right. But there there is something to that statement, and I guess the the, the point being that you know, yes, we have problems. You know. But are they first world problems? You know? Well, well and, and I'm has, not trying to belittle what they are. No, you mean I, I mean, four white guys you're talking about, but there yeah, are people in this country. So to your point, I mean, yeah. right. It, there's an arrogance to it that means we're beyond reproach. And, and it ties into this same theme of American exceptionalism and, you know, the shining beacon or the white whatever on the hill, you know, the, the white whatever Reagan said. I, I think the problem that, you know, maybe as, as the world keeps turning is, I, I mean, proud of the country, but the problem was we didn't have much in the way of humility to go along with it, which would have served us well, because if you're good, you don't have to rub it in people's faces. You're just good. And you don't have to constantly tell it's the old, like, if, if you're good, then why do you have to keep telling people how good we are? Right. And, and I agree with you, Thor. I mean, it, 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 to say if you have one critique of the country, we can get the fuck out. Well, I guarantee you all those people have had critiques based on who is in office and otherwise. Being critical of your government isn't a bad thing. In fact, I think it's healthy to hold our government to account. The, you know, the thing that kind of brought us here today was proud of the country we got our you know it's our july 4th celebration 
celebrating Independence Day, but it's coming on the heels of numerous Supreme Court rulings that just show a backslide into the freaking dark ages. And that's the shit that sucks. That's that's where I think we are, like what we're here to talk about today. Right. And, and I think there's a difference because the two words that I tend to associate with this particular topic is love and pride. Love is an intense feeling or deep affection. And I love my country. But then when you talk about being proud or pride, that's a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction of a result of achievements, qualities, possessions, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that definition is a little more extensive than love. I don't think, especially as of late, the achievements, the, the standards that we've set, the rulings that have been made by the Supreme Court and how those affect a myriad of populations across the country. Like I can love my country. doesn't mean I got to be proud of it. It's like I can love a family member, but I don't got to like them it, all the time. Th- those two things aren't mutually inclusive. Right. No. And I think there's a difference. July 4th weekend is like a, a pride in your country. And that's what yeah. I struggle with coming off this weekend is right now I'm not proud. Does that mean I want to live in another country? Not necessarily. I'm not saying I want to go to North Korea. I'm saying I can love my country. Doesn't make me necessarily proud of where it's currently at. Yeah, and, and that's okay. And that's well, okay. Right. And, and then what I would say is if you are not proud of it, be the change you want to see, right? Well, you know, and again, get, that, get involved and, and right. make a difference, right? You, you know, to just, and, and, and I'm not saying you specifically, right? But, right. but people in general are, are fast to critique and, you know, put blame. But then, you know, you, you, you turn the quarter and say, okay, well, what do you want to see? To, oh, wait, you, you want me to get involved and do ah, I, I can't do that. I'm too busy. I got this going on or I'm doing that. That, or they, that, that yeah. or they don't like something, but they don't have an answer. Right. Like they don't have a response. Well, they don't and, have and a I'm resolution. I'm a little more okay with that because well, you may not always have the answer immediately, right? Well, hold on. But, you You're know, wrong. You're wrong because you've said it. The answer is to get involved in a gra- at, least, at minimum on well, a grassroots yeah, level for, to right. effectuate change. Well, I mean, again, that's what we do here. That's why I tell my kids when they complain about stuff. It's like, do something about it. Like. We're not reaching two, we're not reaching two hundred and fifty thousand listeners a month, and I accept that. But we do use our voice for good here because we at least start a conversation that needs to be had. Do you have to take our approach in terms of our beliefs or our, our approach to something? No, but it, the conversation should be should be started. And if you don't like something, without that conversation, change never occurs. Standing on the sidelines won't well, do it. Well, and you know, right now. Uh, I mean, the United States is a bit of a, a cautionary tale of when you start taking certain things for granted, you, you get reminded of how quickly it can erode. And I mean, we saw that with the last presidency. It, it strained every system we had and brought out the worst in us. And we're still exercising those demons. And so we're not in a great place. If you if you were an outside observer and we've talked about whether it's the shootings, whether it's, you know, these rulings from the Supreme Court. Uh, our own fucking capital getting ransacked. Like if you just, if all you knew were those things right now, you'd be like, uh, the United States is a shit show. And, and, right. and it in, is a, in a vacuum. If you, yeah. You got that very narrow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it kind of begs the question of the, you know, okay, the greatest nation in the world, which we have not defined, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still proud of the nation having served in the military for 20, you know, a little over 20 years. Like I, I, I feel very patriotic and I feel like I, I, like I knew what I represented and what I was a part of, and that made me proud. The, 
it begs the question though, if you say, okay, well, well, where's better? Um, I mean, I honestly, I will say to that question, I would offer Canada. <laughs> I would, they got their healthcare in order. They got their economy in a good place. You know, they generally seem happy and pleasant. Right. And it's the pretty damn hard to get into Canada. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and we're not expecting every day, no matter where you live, every day is not love, light, beauty, rainbows, and unicorns. We get that. We accept that. But the trajectory that we've been on for, what, going on six years, seven years now? And again, as you said, since that that monumental shift occurred in 2016, Trump got in office and kind of where we've been headed. It's like, Hosh, you say, like, we didn't get fat overnight. We're not going to get skinny in a day, Right him being in office for those four years and the irrevocable damage that did to a number of things. It's, it's of still systems, doing. It's still doing. I think people thought, well, Joe's going to be in office and the ship should be righted tomorrow. No. And so now what happens is, well, we're in a worse situation because Joe's fucking up. And I'm not saying Joe's doing everything right by any stretch of the imagination. Cause he's not, but he's also dealing with the monumental uphill task of dealing with everything that came from yep. his predecessor. He, poor, I mean, whoever was going to come after Trump was going to have the right. same shit show on their hands. Right. Yeah, you're coming out of COVID. You got supply chain shortages. You got the incursion into Ukraine. I mean, right. you got skyrocketing rocketing inflation, you know, oil and gas prices going up. Like, it, it's a lot for an administration to deal with. Because, you know, not all those are just, I've just made a decision and it's fixed. Right. They're worldwide level issues that require... I mean, the same shit's happening everywhere on the planet. Right. And you bring up a great point there, right? We're not in a vacuum, right? Like we used to be. It used to be that, you know, know, everything was made in the U.S. That's where you got most of your stuff. It's a global economy now. And and we have to look, you know, outside of just our own house when we make these decisions and, and, you know, deal with the things we're dealing with because they have worldwide effects and, and, and the same goes for other countries when they make decisions, right? It's going to have effects on us. You know, you can't think microscopic anymore. Not and be successful. Right. Right. Uh, again, coming off the weekend and not losing sight of, of that aspect of the topic. So I just, I was curious for the four of us going around the room with the way things are and, and your approach to the world your own household, your situation, you know, where is everybody at in terms of their patriotism? Grinch, I know you said like, I'm still patriotic towards my country, or at least you were while you were in the military, you did 20 years, whatever. But coming off this weekend, I'd like to know, just very curious, where is everybody at in terms of your approach to America, your pride, your patriotism, however you want to define it. Uh, And I'm I'm even more curious, Haas, obviously for you, because you live outside the country. So yeah, it, it just it seems a little muted this year, um, and it's one of those I almost feel silly like staring at fireworks, pretending like everything's okay, right? Um, when it doesn't feel that way, does the shame and, still exist? Oh, say that again. Does the shame I, you've mentioned yeah. on previous episodes like there's a shame to it? Yeah, right now. yeah. I mean, on the world stage, still very much embarrassed, and I and I want to say those that have traveled and have had the experience of coming here, you know, maybe have some grounding of we're all guilty, right? We've, we've, we've talked about this. I don't remember which specific podcast, but you, you, you tend to think of groups as monolithic, 
you, you just assume they're all the same. And we know from living in the States, every region is different. Cities are different. States have their own culture and there's an ebb and flow to it. And it's always in motion. And it's just like, Europe is not, Europe is not all one country. I mean, there are very distinct cultures as you go around, whether it's Spain, Portugal, Italy, you know, whether you get over into the Eastern Bloc. And so, you know, for anybody that's outside looking, looking in, I'd say there are many people, good people here in this country that feel frustrated. And especially when it's, it's something that requires change, which kind of requires the entire populace to get energized. And I'm wondering if the Supreme Court has, has done that. I'm kind of hoping they have. They've sent the wake up call of, you need to stop being so dead set on, I need this to happen or I'm not voting for that person. It's like you need to, it, the whole system is based on compromise and, and progressive change, not necessarily the big P, you know, like the progressive party, but you, you go for what gets you closer to what you believe the right answer is. And so for me, whether that, I don't, I don't even care which party that happens to be for you. I just know which party I'm not voting for in block right now because of what they're bringing to the table. And I want to see other change agents coming that are energized, fired up, and want to start leading us in the right direction again. Do those kind of politicians even exist right now? Hmm. Well, I, you know, ironically, I would say one of the best ones out there is AOC. Hmm. She's freaking wicked smart. She speaks from the heart. She's grounded. And she is the kind of person in touch with reality. <laughs> As opposed and, to these professional politicians that have lived in this bubble for so long that next to no change is the right answer. Well, that's what that's what got us sitting on our fucking hands for 50 plus years while Roe v. Wade just hung out there and they didn't codify it. And now they act shocked that it happened. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it was a shock to the system, but we, we shouldn't be overly surprised based on who went in. And we know that him, you know, during Trump's administration, replacing three justices was going to have. A, I mean, we talked about this when we first started this this podcast was that was going to have a massive effect. And now we're starting to see two years on. We're starting to see. And I say two years from us starting this podcast, we're starting to see the effects of that from a Supreme Court standpoint. It's important and, to note, not just the three Supreme Court justices, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it was 100 federal court district uh, district court judges. Right. I, I don't remember the last total number, but it was it was I'm, I'm fairly confident it's more than any other president prior. Well, and again, that's a soundbite that you that you've been throwing out for nearly two years on this show was the impact that those appointments we're going to make. And again, like I said, here we are and we are now feeling those effects. Michelle, Michelle we're not wrong. surprised it, because we knew it was coming at some it, point. And I will say this, one other thing that's ongoing that we, we haven't referenced specifically, but we've got the January 6th hearing or committee that's still ongoing. And that has given me, you know, some hope. Because you see how that committee is approaching this and the incredible work they're doing. And you see, you hear testimony from some amazing Americans who held the line when it came time to ensure that outright <laughs> uh, fraud occurred or a stolen election, because it could have. And we were close. I mean, I think we were a lot closer than we realized to how bad it could have been. And whether it's Raffensperger, you know, or the 
um, the gentleman from Arizona who's there, uh, was he the Speaker of the House, I think maybe, you know, like at the end of the day, when push came to shove and they put, they didn't put Trump ahead of country. And that's important. It's just, that's the way it needs to always be because that's how the whole is greater than the sum of its parts right. is when we're all contributing energy to something bigger than ourselves, which kind of gets into that pride and feeling a certain way about your country. And, and I'm not saying the country is going to necessarily move in the direction I wanted to, or necessarily the way you guys wanted to, but it should be moving in the direction that the, the majority wants it to. Well, and, and, and I was talking with some people earlier today. And I said, part of the problem I feel like is it used to be when two people from different sides of the aisle would have, be having a debate or a conversation about something at the end of it, you would shake hands, hug it out and be like, you know, at least we're both Americans and we just want what's best for America. Right. We just, the problem is, is we disagree on how to get there. Now they look right? across the aisle like they're now, standing aliens. Well, it's so freaking divisive and there's so much vitriol and animosity and acrimony that it's just, it, it's palpable. You can, it, you can taste it. And it's, it's, I just, it, it, it saddens me and embarrasses me and, and, and just, I just, we got to do better. Come on. Well, we're better than this. Yeah, I want to ask a question based off something you, you just said, Haas, and, and I don't know the answer to this, and that, that's why I'm going to ask it amongst the, the, the group here. How did we get to this point? The, the, you're, you're right. I mean, it's so decisive, and nobody can agree on anything uh, when you start looking at, you know, the, the two sides of the aisle. How did we, I mean, does anybody have any idea how we got to this point? Well, I, I, for me, I think America, the general public was asleep at the wheel for 50 years. We, we let this yeah. happen. And um, I think, we, sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say, we, we can bank, we can, I think we can reasonably place some amount of blame on baby boomers and the generation and some of the decisions they've made uh, and, and choices um, but the rest of us that were actively able to vote and effectuate change, just we just were asleep at the wheel. It, it, as long as nothing was broken in my house and not messing with me, I'm okay. Well, right. right. And I would say at the at the core of this, it comes, in my opinion, is it comes down to a segment of people who don't want what's best for their fellow human beings. They want what's best they for want them. what's best for them. And that's come, and then you add in, you know, a couple of dashes of racism, or they don't like the way they don't like the world that they're seeing, the change that is clearly happening, and so they start taking steps, which we, however long ago, wouldn't have thought people would be willing to do because you think it's. We've talked about this, like, oh, in our heart of hearts, people are actually, you know, really good. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. They're yeah. just not. And if you get past that hurdle and start critically assessing people and the types of character, you know, the character of the people you're electing, that starts shaping, I think, where we go. Because I think, Mac, to, to your question, what we saw is systematically more radicalized candidates getting into office, which started, I mean, right. if the House and the Senate is a representation of the nation writ large, then it's a reflection of us. And we can see that in that, you know, in those voting members and how divisive they are because they reflect us. And that's kind of, 
that's kind of where we are is we've just, we've now put people in the forefront who aren't faithful servants to their fellow man and woman or, you know, child, et cetera. They're in there to shape culture now. And that's not what we've ever asked them to do. That's, that's not what they're there to do, but that's what they're freaking doing. Right. No, but, but you said it too, right? They're, they're a representation of the, the people that put them there. Right. Supposed to be. To supposed to be. Well, supposed to be. Right. And we go back to this. I mean, you know, you know, when Trump got elected, you look at it and say, okay, so 51% or whatever it was, you know, whatever the majority was, agreed with what he was saying. That, that's kind of scary. Well, we, we do. We talked about this before, though. We do need to be careful. He won the Electoral College, not the popular, not the popular vote, right. vote. And there is a difference there. Right. Because I don't I, think he got 50% of the vote. He didn't. <clears throat> no. And, you know, despite his claims of the biggest landslide victory in history, it, it was not. <laughs> right. But, to me, it's like any system, when you fuck with the principles, the foundation that it's built upon, that's when you invite problems. And if you start gerrymandering, you're artificially right. affecting change who's getting into office. Right. Because it's no longer reflective of the population. They're, they're, they're marginalizing the, you know, the minority groups and others that they don't want to have a representational voice at, at Congress. Right. And then when when it becomes a trickle down effect and once that representation stops being the will of the people and becomes a more self-serving representation, which is where a lot of politicians are right now, that trickle down effect begins to to be felt across a lot of different places because those self-serving individuals are now appointing federal judges, appointing Supreme Court judges and so on and so forth. Um and, you know, I know we said we're, we didn't really want to focus on the Supreme Court, but yes, Roe v. Wade was an issue, right? Now there have been rulings that are limiting executive action on both climate change and abortion. So the Supreme Court is ruling in a way to control the White House. Well, and religion and guns. And religion, right? Mm-hmm. And, and part of the judiciary, legislative, and executive branch was that they were there was a checks and balances, right? Now the Supreme Court is passing things to control the executive branch. Mm-hmm. that's a no-no, mm-hmm. right? But that's what they're doing. And then Haas, as you said, the, uh, I don't remember who the coaches was, the high school coach was that the Supreme court ruled on. It was, it was in Texas. I'm, I'm that, very confident. I'm, no, yeah. no, no, no surprise there. <laughs> yep. um, is now you're blurring the lines between separation of church and state, right? So, so a lot of these decisions are, are beginning to compound themselves with how things are going to be viewed across the land and four years to come. Yeah. And, and if they go after uh, like states abilities to control how they manage their contribution to federal elections, that's another scary <laughs> turn. Yes. Well, now it, yeah, it goes I mean, from now bad to worse. Impacting things because now you're dealing with states rights, which is a fundamental. Well, uh, and, and right. the, the, I'm sorry, Matt, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just, I was just thinking, you know, I, I feel like the problem is, is that, to effectuate change, we need enough people in there who are good enough to set that the, the certain things in motion to effectuate change. But it, it's, it's like this this whole catch-22. But how do we get enough quality people in there to do that when – I feel like there's two, two big issues, super PACs and term limits. And, you know, until those two things are addressed, I'm not sure that we get anybody – no politician of quality 
we can get them in there, but can we get them in there long enough to, to effectuate change and push out the old guard? You know, like, how do we do that? Well, and again, this is what Max said is like, he's okay with not having the answer. And we don't have the answer to that. Right. But you have to have the conversation. You have to be, ha- you have to have somebody like, like yourself willing to go, here's an issue. And we have to put it on the table to discuss how to solve that problem because you're never getting to an answer until the conversation started. Um, and again, that's one of the things we are always trying to do here now for going on two years is we are just trying to start a conversation for ourselves and our listeners to go, Hmm, what can I, what should I be doing about these things? Well, because like with 335 million people in this country, if people are looking at these decisions that the Supreme court's making and so on and so forth and going, I'm okay with that. It's like, are we looking at the same thing? I mean, seriously, uh, it boggles the mind that any female in this country, any female would be okay with removal of choice when it comes to their own body. And I don't understand how any female, and, and, and I know I there are females sitting there on the Supreme are. court. I know. And that's also like, I, how are you okay with that? I mean, you know, you're it's, talking, <laughs> it's their beliefs, right? And it's ego, you know, wh- whether we agree with it or not, that, you know, that's where we have to tread lightly, right? Because that's what makes it, you know, makes things work is is they're allowed to believe what they want to believe wait wait wait. isn't and i I don't want to have an abortion discussion isn't pro-life or i'm sorry isn't pro-choice by default pro-life for any individual that gets to make that choice if you're pro-choice anybody that is pro-life is like i'm okay with that because i get to choose life they get a choice but pro-life excludes anybody that doesn't want to have mm-hmm. a kid and and that's the part I, I as a woman you go why would it be why would i be okay with that why well, I, I mean and, and just, i'm not trying me, to frame it this way but it would be like every african-american go you know if they passed a law about racism and an african-american going yeah i vote for that what why would you be okay with racism i don't know I but mean, they're out there and, and there's a guy and there a guy in florida like i'm running in florida me. running in florida who's uh like staunch republican oh yeah like, how, how, santis <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, besides him, yeah, I don't remember the well, guy's name. And, and I'll, I mean, to me, you know, I'll cynically say it's the path that gets them closer to what they want. It isn't about standing up for anything in particular. It's the opportunity to take political power, and that advantages them, them individually. You know, does it advance the larger African American race? Well, I mean, as we well know. Look, I, I mean, and I don't want to be a hypocrite. Like, I don't consider myself accountable and responsible for every white person out there. No, nope. I don't. And you so be. in the sense of I, I think it seems odd to us when we see a woman who is pro-life or an African-American who gets in a line aligns with the Republican Party, because we're just like over here screaming, going, can't you see they're racist or can't you see? Right. But they, they clearly don't feel that way. Right. In their case, maybe they were raised religious, so they were raised a certain way and they feel very yeah. comfortable in that position. And that's why they go that way. So I think we've got to start dialing down the assumptions based on the color of skin of a person or their gender, or gender of where right. they're going to stand on a topic, because most likely it's probably either self-interest, religious Upbringing. basis. They were raised right. to be very religious. Um, and they also don't have issue with telling another person how they're going to live right in their mind it's it's just it's no different than saying thou shall not kill or some other 
broad sweeping law as it relates to how you interact with a human being. They, they, they put it on par, you know, on the same playing field as that. And it's one of the things like I've talked to my wife about this, it boggles her mind because she, she would be on social media and, and there would be something about a female, you know, would post something. And then she'd go through the comments. She goes, women will just fucking eat them, eat each other up. She's like the meanest people to women are other women. And maybe men are like that. I, I, you know, maybe that is also the case, but I think it, she brings it to the forefront as a female going, I don't understand why women are so venomous to each other as opposed to supporting each other. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to have a gender conversation, but when it comes to like abortion, it does surprise me that you would have a female who would be okay with this. And yes, upbringing, but again, upbringing, doesn't the Bible teach temperament for your fellow man, all men, hmm. right? So, hmm. I mean, if, if we're going to hold does that- it? Does it? <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am incorrect. And I do not want to speak out of turn on that. But but it's also in how you interpret the Bible, right? I, I think- No, it's not. That's the Pope's job. <laughs> We're not supposed to interpret anything. We're just supposed to listen hey, and behave. All I ask of you is you kill your only son for me. Show me, show me that you love right? me. Kill your only son. Right. That's all I That's ask. It. It's not a big ask, I think. <laughs> it's reasonable. Yeah. Not when you want internal salvation. <laughs> well, and again, let's just be honest. It's a man-made book. Yeah, it is. That Written is used Jesus. to justify actions. And it and sadly comes with a zeal that tends to be uh, 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 unhealthy. <laughs> very very um all right so so real quick let's pivot back to our topic ha, ha, um okay there he is there he is bone sucking sauce. Sauce. Did you have some bone sucking sauce what are you doing down there i, I am empty i need to get some um i look okay so let's uh we're gonna take a quick break here we'll put on some elevator music for you ladies and gentlemen the los cuatro chinetes will be bra the be bra be brag shortly that's all folks we're going to go refill our drinks and we will be back shortly to continue this conversation. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Happy to be here. Everybody got a good new drink. We're refreshed. We're good. Yes, all right. Let's jump back into it. Uh, so I don't actually remember what we were saying. We were singing America. <laughs> fuck yeah. He saved the motherfucking day. Uh, I remember what I was going to say. So I, I'm curious, Haas, and I want to pivot back to this because you live out of the country. Um, I'm interested to know, based on the current situation, as an American living outside the country, when you're out and about pitching being an American, or you keep that to yourself? I mean, I don't prophetize it, but I don't hide it. You don't wear a red, white, and blue shirt that says, I'm American. No, that people don't care. <laughs> um, I mean, know, it, is, it is interesting because the wife and I are in, in the building, the three buildings that are attached to the garden that our flat overlooks – um, and we know most of the people in our building and we know quite a few people in a couple other buildings. Um, we are the only Americans in the building and we are known as the Americans. And uh, apparently we are we are talked about amongst the uh, the other folks in the in, in the in the building. But um, no, I, it, it's not like that. I mean, this is an extremely mixed culture of people here. I mean, the UN's here. The IAEA is here. Um it's a major city uh, that kind of connects right Eastern and Western Europe. So there's a huge contingent of expats and there's a huge, you know, so just a huge mix of, of cultures. 
So I don't think anyone goes around necessarily prophetizing it, but I mean, you don't, I don't necessarily hide it either. Unless, like I was telling you guys earlier, unless I know it's going to cause me to get into a conversation that quite frankly, I don't have the time, energy, or desire to get into. And then you're um, Canadian. And then I'm Canadian. <laughs> you don't, you don't say, or, say touch. Or, I mean, I could, I mean, people naturally, because of my name, people naturally presume that I am. Right. So it makes it easy. You're like, could. Nah, yeah, it could, it could, you it just, could. or you just throw in a, yeah. <laughs> what'd you just say? A? I mean, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's definitely a motivation to learn how to speak Dutch, I guess <laughs> at some point. Wouldn't it be easier to speak Canadian? <laughs> yeah. Eh? Absolutely. Eh? You got it. Just go watch Fargo a few times. You'll get it. Yeah. I don't know. People, the, the problem is, is you, because you don't know, I've met people and, and they found out American and they're like, Oh, cool. Uh, especially younger kids, especially younger kids from Eastern Europe. Like they definitely want to talk to me and they want to know all about America. Cause it's that Western um, culture ideology. Right. And they want, they want that they're trying to get to America. Hollywood. I mean, I've, I've met, I've met several Russians and Ukrainians and Romanians. Um, I met a, I met a dude from Belarus. Uh, I mean, I, I've met quite a few people who, they are so excited to talk to an American and, and learn all the ins and outs. And they have a gazillion questions. And then you meet people who are a little bit older and have different feelings and rememberings of, of Americans. Uh, Americans presence where they're from. Uh, and they don't necessarily feel that way. Understandably. Would you tell somebody who was a foreigner to move here? Depends. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not a resounding absolute fucking lutely. It's the no, land of, of the not. free, home of the brave. It's a better option it or a better opportunity, and yet you're not depends. like. It depends. Yeah. It depends on what you. What do you want out of the situation? The American dream, brother. That's that's always in movies, right? I, I go to pursue the American dream, right? That's always what it was, where it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, I I I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Haas, but I yeah, to that words. point, it would be a bit of. Where are you going and what do you want to do? I mean, right. I wouldn't recommend living in like rural Mississippi as right. a cultural change exactly. as opposed to like a bigger city or something like that. Because to the point of your question, it's a reality in some of these small towns. Mm -hmm. You are going to be noticed if you were different. How they're going to react, I can't well, say, you know, but I can well, go off some assumptions. And, and the other and point is, so. is what, are there, what are there other options? Right. Like if there are other options of going back to a shit-tastic Eastern European country, then rural yeah, Mississippi it is. Move 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 to a major metropolitan city in the US and roll the dice. Right. Right. You know, well, get get a get a foundation of education here that will serve you well there. And then yeah, go there and roll the dice. Yeah. And I think the American dream is different for everybody, right? You say the American yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's the American dream for us is one thing, but if you're coming from, you know. Russia or the Ukraine, it might be completely different for you. You know, you might you, be perfectly you might be content. okay with, with, you know, rural Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. America. The greatest Maybe very peaceful. Maybe you want to farm. Yeah. You're That's right. It. The yeah. greatest country in the world. And if you don't like it, go live in Mississippi. <laughs> it's almost as bad as North Korea. I, I, I mean, you know, I know we've done our fair share of, I think, honest broker about the country. I mean, but look, I mean, you know, Haas, you've said this before. Uh, one of the most enticing aspects of this country is the opportunity. 
there's a wide range of cities and areas and uh, professions to go into, all of which are viable paths. And despite some of the, you know, the school shootings, like, no, not every school is getting shot up every day. Right. You know, it's still, it's still a shocking event despite the frequency of it. Um, but it isn't like every single day. I just wonder if it was going to happen. Um, well, if people don't realize how large the U S is and how much yeah. bigger in, in landmass, how much larger it is in, in population. So it seems like a lot more, but if you look at the comparison side by side, it's, I mean, it's still going to be more than some, some places, right? Because it just is what it is. But I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is that, yes, it's opportunity, but it's also innovation. They're not very, there's not a lot of innovation here in this part of the world, um, especially in this city. And of course, in, in Eastern Europe, like they don't, culturally speaking, they don't, uh, failure is not an option. So if you think you're going to fail, if you think there's a possibility you're going to fail, like a 1% chance that you're going to fail, you just, they don't try. Whereas, you know, in the U.S., we're perfectly fine to go out and fail multiple times until we get it right. And, and so for a lot of the young kids I talk to, that's what the, they are wired and motivated and, and driven by the passion of that ideology and that philosophy. Which is, it's, I, I, I didn't understand that until I got here and realized that's a huge difference between America and the rest of the world Cult, from a cultural standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the number of opportunities, the diversity and the paths are all there. Um, you know, I'm not naming any particular countries, but there are a lot of other countries out there will, where we've talked about there's almost a caste system. Mm-hmm whether it's formal or informal and just getting up and through that is a lot harder and the deck stacked against you in many respects. And it's who, you know, and in many respects, it doesn't matter. You're, you're, no, it really you're doesn't. Born, yeah. You can be the smartest and that's it. It doesn't you matter. You can be you're the smartest with the, with the best ideas. It will never, it will never get you anywhere yeah. where you're at. And, and yeah. so, yeah. So a lot of people do, I mean, they want to move to the U S because truth be told is, I mean, look, you can show up and you can grind and save money and you can buy like an ice cream truck and then work your ass off. And then, then five years later, buy a second ice cream truck. And then, you know, five years later, buy five more ice cream. And you can, you can make yourself a millionaire in the U.S. if you're willing to put in the hard work. I, you I feel absolutely like can. Hungry. He's, going, he's going right to the ice cream truck. Summertime and it's hot. Why, why not? Who doesn't like ice cream? It's un-American not to like ice cream. Of, you don't see a lot of ice cream trucks anymore. At least not where I'm at. Maybe, maybe well, hey, my, hey, uh, hey, buddy, my hey, buddy, hey, buddy, you, been, you, you know, a little, a little thrishery uh, you know, uh, <laughs> revenue stream, homie. Yeah. It, should, it could be your side hustle. That's right. Because, <laughs> you know, you have so much free time. And who doesn't want to hear that music all day long? Right. <laughs> it's funny. you no, say that. no, I could totally see him playing, you know, see, like. Train, yeah, the pro- <laughs> train, train, training you too, training you too. The not? problem is, you know, you don't get high on your own supply. That would just uh, that, you're driving your an ice best cream customer. truck all the, yeah, all day would be bad for me. You know, it's interesting because you said who doesn't like ice cream? That's it's un-American not to like ice cream, right? Ice cream was invented in the during, and it's the Mongol Empire actually created ice cream. Yeah. Well, we took it. We took it. We just not even fucking Americans. 
you're just gonna like tell pizza, me that, hot know, dogs. Pizza and, and you're going to tell me Mexican <laughs> food's not American? What? Come on. Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Um, again, I thought it, uh, this would be an interesting topic. Again, as we have said multiple times, coming off the July 4th weekend, Independence Day, that's not something celebrated, obviously, all over the world, right? It is a American institution in terms of a holiday celebration. And I can tell you as of late, I have struggled with the idea of, you know, patriotism and a patriotic notion towards this country because of the direction it's going in. And you're right, Mac. I mean, if you don't like something, you have a voice, you stand up and say something. And again, that's a part of this podcast is our way of doing that. And, and Mac, if more people took your approach like that, we'd probably be in a better situation. We would be. Well, you would, you'd like to think so. Yeah. Right. And again, I don't I don't approach these conversations week in and week out going, we need an answer before we're done. We're devoting an hour. We've got the problem. We need a solution. And we know that. I mean, how many times have we finished a podcast going, well, we didn't have a solution. We didn't have an answer. No, but we started the conversation uh, and, and can always pick up the conversation down the road. You know, it is frustrating to watch the way things have happened. Yes, I would have loved for Joe to take office and snap his fingers and boom, all the problems are done. But again, as the analogy says, you didn't get fat overnight. You're not getting skinny overnight. Like the problem's not going to be solved by the wave of a magic wand. Shit has to happen. But it's not going to happen while you've got both sides banging heads against each other. Well, and then you've got other branches of the government creating more and more divisiveness right. amongst, the, amongst the people. Like, <clears throat> and, I, and I did say it. It's like it literally feels like the divided states of America. It's not united. Bro. Oh my and, and, and I don't think can, you're wrong. No, and it continues to be the case. And, you know, I, I challenge people, you know, write in and tell us. I challenge people to say, hey, you're wrong and this is why. Challenge the notion that we aren't the divided states of America right now. And it's only getting worse because I'd love to know that side of the argument that clearly I must be missing. You know, and again, we have four people here. Um, all, all our lives, our paths have all taken different trajectories. We've managed to stay in touch, be friends for 30 plus years, but our lives have all taken different trajectories from, you know, not being educated collegiately to, you know, more so having 20 years in the military, moving abroad. We've got an IT guy, a legal guy, an ex-military guy, an artist, like, again, all different walks of life. And yet we, we come back to this arena and we all look at things with our own critical eye and we all seem to make the same assessment. And I don't think we make that assessment because we're friends. Oh, well, I don't want to disappoint Mac. So yeah, I totally agree with you, Mac. No, we don't have a problem standing up and going bullshit. And that's wrong. Your, your whole gun control argument is fucking wrong. It's a fallacy. Okay. <laughs> Collegiate athletes shouldn't get fucking paid. And then you can sit there and look at me and go, well, you're why, wrong. Why, so why, why, why are you, why are you, why, 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 why am I, what? Look, why here's I'm, what I want to live know. in the present. I mean, if he's <laughs> not taking pot shots across the bow and, pay, and paying backhanded compliments, he's not, he's not, being true, no. he's not being true to himself. No, Look, from getting set up at the beginning of this episode to, you know, closing it out now with these callbacks. What, what did I do to you, man? Why did I break your heart? What haven't you rubbed? I told you, you rubbed me the wrong way. You, you have cut him deep. That's right. You're in North Korea. I'm getting some bone sucking sauce and going to rub you the right way. <laughs> your off air North Korea comment just pissed me off. Clearly. <laughs> um, does it mean I'm not, you know, does it mean that I didn't celebrate July 4th, that I didn't grill out hamburgers and hot dogs and, and enjoy myself? No, I absolutely did. 
and, and I'll do it again next year. But it doesn't mean that I don't look at the state of the situation and go, it is disappointing. And I don't know how to write the ship, not personally, well, not individually, well, except for what Grinch said previously. And you all echoed voting matters. Go fucking vote. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Here, here's the biggest problem. When the biggest sporting event for the 4th of July is a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> I, I think we've kind of, you know, set the bar the really fucking low there. Yeah. Hot dog, hot dog uh, uh, manufacturers love it because I'm sure so, it boosts. It's the only time of year that anybody eats a fucking hot dog. So gross, right. man. It's just gross. You don't like hot dogs? You don't like seafood? You don't like hot dogs? No, I didn't say I don't like oh. hot dogs. Oh, okay. I, I'm I, I do not like water. They're disgusting. You can stuff as many in your freaking face as possible. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't see the allure. <laughs> I really don't. America. Oh, good. You beat me in a hot dog eating contest. Yeah, cool. Congrats. I'm going to go over here and eat a bunch of great seafood now. I'm sorry. In porn, do they dip a penis in water before stuffing it in their mouth? I mean, does that help in some way? I'm, I'm no, pretty bone, sure there's bone a sucking uh, sauce. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and find out who made that and see if we can get a sponsorship now. No, no, go back and buy some. I just want to know if it's any good. I mean, it is shit. really well. The problem is I can't You've I can't spend that far you. to test it. So. Look, you're shedding weight, you'll get there eventually. Remove remove like the lower six You're ribs. more patriotic, you would. Yeah, right. If you cared about your country, you'd find a way. Like you you know how head. you would lose weight? Move, move to North Korea. Yeah, there you go. Problem Did, solved. And then the Americans quit when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> you know what? We can still joke. That's the beauty of what we do here is we can take a, a sad topic and we can still laugh and joke about it. Right. I mean, that's it, it becomes humorous at some point. But Grinch, out of curiosity, when does the pain threshold get exceeded on this? Well, like I said, we're, we're going to find out if uh, the Supreme Court woke some people up. And so you think midterms are going to be the, the defining? It's, it's going to be the first sign, I think, of did it generate energy for change? And frankly, if it didn't, that's just sad. Um, I was about to say, what, what's Grinch's it, position because, if it doesn't? I mean, I simultaneously feel that if people don't get active and try to do things that are in their own best interest, then fuck them. <laughs> I mean, fuck them. It's like, it's like you're getting gonna, a COVID you get shot. You right. You're going to bitch right. and moan about the situation and do nothing? I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Toss. <laughs> Any indication that you'd come back to the States to live? I mean, obviously, does that weigh into your choice of staying abroad when you look no, at the shit it, show? No, it's, it's not a deciding factor, but but I will say this to that point is um, uh, it, it definitely is not a boon to come back, right? Like, I mean, it's not our, our, our choice to move here and our choice to live here was not driven based on the political climate and and what what was going on in america at the time our um decisions to continue to want to live here um is not driven by that at all um it's driven by our personal needs and desires and our lifestyle and what we what what feels best and com most comfortable for us and, and that's where we're currently at but the, the things that are have occurred and are continuing to to occur are not enticing us to come running back by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. I can understand that. And I wouldn't blame you if, if you got on the other side of this and you're like, yeah, I have no reason to come back. I'm living in the number one country or number one city rated number one city in the world to live in. That's where I'm currently living. Uh, second only to Kansas city. 
No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> that's, no, no. It's that's, two that's vacationing. I know yeah, that can be different, true. Kind of two different discussions. <clears throat> two lists. There. Two different lists. Yeah. The number one city in the world to live in for remote work during a vacation is? Was Kansas City. Kansas City, Grinch, in case you missed it. What's the head yeah. shake for? Kansas I'm not City? buying it. No? I'm not buying it. Have you been? I've been to Kansas City, yes. Oh, okay. okay. Well, then you can speak to it. <laughs> have you remotely worked from Kansas City? <laughs> yes, oh, you haven't. I, I haven't. I can't say that. <laughs> that is easy. See, so you're not the Democrat. I did respond to some for. emails while I was there. <laughs> oh, well. So technically, work. no, legal says, legal says technically okay, that, fine. that, that counts. That Therefore, count. I am now a subject matter expert and can weigh in on this. <laughs> and it's <Yes>. bullshit. <laughs> go uh and then sure. these other uh, the separate list being the number one city in the world oh. to live in is currently vienna austria right is that which what is you, an awesome that's what city. the list right awesome so, city. which you have also been in so you are I a have. subject matter expert there as well um yeah i mean it obviously maybe we see in a year from now depending on where the country's at how independence day next year shapes up and and where patriotism and pride and and the love of country sits it is a little disheartening for me, and I I won't lie about that. And Mac, maybe you're right. Maybe if you don't like it, go live in fucking North Korea, right? Maybe well, that is. And I, I mean, right? That's well, you're, you're right. It's, it's a little on the extreme, but it would but, give perspective, right? Absolutely. <laughs> right. I mean, oh, I love my country. Right? Um, Do you like food? That's good because you're not going to have any. <laughs> cable to, to Haas's no. point. No, you, it, it's the best weight so, weight loss program in the world. Exactly. Our favorite game is singing to Dear Leader. That's right. <laughs> While playing, what is it they play? The the accordion, right? Isn't that the, the country's <laughs> national <laughs> instrument? I think it's like the accordion or something. Uh, um, I thought it was the skid flute. <laughs> only with bone sucking sauce. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we appreciate you being here week in and week out. The uh, the four horsemen are always happy to join and the conversation and at least start it. If you're not willing to start it, that's what we're here for. And we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to tune in and listen to us. Uh, you know, it, gentlemen, the window's getting short. We are coming up, ladies and gentlemen, on our 100th episode. All time for a spirit of debate. Now, this does not include our sister episodes of Liquor and Leagues, where we cover collegiate football exclusively in the sec that we Speaking do every of fall back-to-back world champion yeah back-to-back <laughs> there's nothing more on american than, uh-huh. than rooting for georgia but that's neither here nor there um is that we are we are closing very quickly in on our 100th episode so we're excited about that we're hoping to do something special so definitely be paying attention we we might uh, push out some stuff on social media we might be do, doing something a little different we don't know yet we're in talks the horsemen are together constantly discussing it and we will see what happens. Uh, but as always, please feel free to check us out at aspiritedebate.com. Love you, all the drinks, All of the drinks that we have here and any uh, any episode that you'd like to try, you can check out in the vault. Mm-hmm. Drop us a line. Let us know what drink you'd like us to try, a debate you'd like us to uh, to talk about. Uh, if that's not good enough for you, go to the four horsemen at a spirit You can hit us up there, drop us a line, a question you'd like us to answer, a drink you'd like us to try, or a topic you'd like us to debate. And as always, gentlemen, yes, I love please, doing this please weekend. send us your questions because yes. we love to answer them and then respond to them and then you know, put out an episode about it. Absolutely. Uh, as always, gentlemen, <laughs> love you all being here week in and week out, and we will do this again next week.
The views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of a Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.